the views and opinions expressed on Smack My Pitch Up are those of the panelists and not those of GUI Network, their sponsors, or any of the properties mentioned. Listener discretion is advised. This podcast is rated R for violence, language, and nudity. Well, it's a podcast, so you won't see the nudity. I just do it to make the guest uncomfortable. mad with unnecessary reboots, remakes, and sequels. Only one podcast has the guts to make it even worse. This is Smack My Pitch Up. Richmond, Virginia, how you doing tonight? Thank you so much for coming out to the Geeks Under the Influence Network Podoween. Tonight we're going to get super spoopy as we talk about uh, some of the uh, some of the ins and outs of a remake or a reboot. And uh, tonight on the rebate remake uh, reboot, we're going to be talking about The Exorcist. Yeah. I'm excited. Uh, this is a movie that should never, ever be remade, ever. So don't yell at us about doing a remake version of it. This is just kind of a nice little like mental exercise of what would it look like if you did either our versions of it or a really terrible version of it. So if you're unfamiliar with Smack My Pitch Up, the way it works is we take a property, whether it be film or TV or, or an adaptation of something, and we reboot, remake, uh, reimagine, sequel, sidequel, mashup, and adapt uh, the material uh, so to our own whims. We have a version that we think might actually work with a director and a cast that we get to cast here. And we have a remix version, which is one, what if this thing was done a different way? You know, outside the box, a slightly different tone uh, from previously. So that, that's what we're doing tonight with The Exorcist. And with me tonight, I'm going to bring up my, uh, my panelist that's going to help me in the world of The Exorcist to help me get along uh, figuring out how to make pea soup relevant again. I've got a, uh, this amazing blogger that we've had on uh, several episodes of Geeks Under the Influence that has a mental Rolodex of uh, horror information at, at her fingertips. The uh, purveyor of Nerdcropolis a uh, blog that's been around for eight years out of Richmond, Virginia. Let's get Katie up on the stage tonight. What's up, Mike? How you doing? I'm so excited to be here. You should be excited. This is, we get to talk about one of the greatest horror movies that's ever been yes. made. And we get to make it worse. So I'm, it's going to be great. It's going to be fantastic. It's going to be a puke and good time. A, oh, wow. Well done. Oh, right off the bat. I'm proud of you. So you are Wednesday Adams. You're dressed as Wednesday. I am. So when Adams Family came out this weekend. That so is I'm true. excited that how is to true. represent that. I'm super excited to check that out for sure. Uh, and that was one of the things that we were talking about doing either Adams Family or The Exorcist. That's right. But I think Adams Family, because they were just coming out with one, it's like, give them yeah, a year. Right. Give them a give year. Give them their space. Give them their space. Exorcist, uh, nobody has even thought about remaking no, this. So let's... One of the best ever, exactly what you said. Of, that is one of the, as, as a staunch atheist, I'm still terrified at The Exorcist. Ditto. So, so I, I, I think there's something so visceral about that film, about the idea of being like out of control of yourself, and also just demons are rad. Demons are rad. I can't even imagine watching this movie in 1973 and just like being in a theater and some little 12-year-old is screaming, fuck me, fuck me. Like, what the hell is going on? Right? It is very shocking. <laughs> uh, I love that Paul Mooney, who's a uh, an old comic, talked about when he saw Exorcist for the first time. And then he went home afterwards and he was all fucked up from it. And he went into his kid's room and the kid had been sick. So the kid's in his room and he opens up the door and the kid's like, <sighs> And he's like, nope, nope, we're not doing this. So I watched a uh, little 20-minute feature about how people reacted coming out of yeah. the theater. And there were people sitting in the lobby going, I can't. I can't do it. Like, this is the third time we've tried and we haven't been able to get through this movie. Because that's how effective 
it was at the time. They gave people like vomit bags in the theater. And yeah. I think someone like fell and fainted and broke their leg and the filmmakers got sued. Like all sorts of wild stories happened. Well, this is uh, the, the 1970s is when this came out. Yep. Uh, and uh, oh God, what was the year? Was it 74? 73. 73. Mm-hmm. Okay. And so there, was, there wasn't a lot that had done this level of fucked no. up at this point. When there's a little girl being like, Jesus, fuck you! And just just jabbing her vagina. Like, that's so much. That's why I brought my cross, in case we wanted to reenact it. (laughs) Just kidding. We might need more shots before (laughs) that happens. I I mean, I'm not against it. Like, let's see how the night goes. But Jesus, yeah. Um, Literally, Jesus. You're right. There had been um, horror films that touched on the subject of possession or devils, Rosemary's Baby, things like that. But nothing to this level. Well, you look at Rosemary's Baby and it was more of this kind of like almost dream sequence approach to her being impregnated by the devil. Right. And here's this sweet, sweet little baby uh, that is is be like I am Satan. And we go fuck. <laughs> I can't. I don't know what to do. So the pro- that's why it hasn't really been discussed about being remade because how do you fix? How do you even go? How about do you fix that? perfection? Yeah. I mean, this is one of the most effective horror movies that's ever happened. Uh, so what we're gonna do is ruin that uh, with, <laughs> with our choices uh, for this evening. And uh, basically, th- the way this works, we're going to go over kind of our overhaul on what we, we're going to do to change the, the storyline a little bit. Now, I'm, I'm doing a, just a straight-up remake. Are you doing a reimagining? I'm or? S- sort of, yeah, it's a little bit of a reimagining. Yes. Okay. Yeah. Mine's uh, mostly a remake for my serious, um, though tonally a little bit different. Uh, my, <laughs> my remix version is absolutely a reimagining. Awesome. So, yeah. yeah. And uh, so if for the plot... Is there something that uh, you are going to be changing as far as the plot line Just goes? Just slightly. So I hope I'm not the only one who has this opinion, but I feel like we should burn the fucking Catholic church down to the ground uh, because of all the... <laughs> All of the transgressions that they've had, all the horrible things they've done to children and all the just corruption and all that bullshit. So I imagined an exorcist. You're talking to a priest right now. By the way, I'm dressed dressed as a priest. I'm sorry, Father. Uh, I was dressed as a priest. Hold on. (laughs) They were like, you're so far from this. We can't even allow you to have this on. Actually, real quick, true story. You're like, burn the church down and my collar just went boop. It's it's an omen, I'm telling you. That's very real. It's very real. Actually, quick, quick story. Um, When I was, my parents baptized me when I was nine in the Catholic church and I I legit threw up when they like put me into the bath. I swear to God, I vomited. So you had no choice. So I was like, I've been Reagan for... 34 years. <laughs> That's exactly. amazing. Um, anyway, so yeah, I feel like this exorcist could explore like what would it be like? Because in the original movie, um, there's a lot, there's this huge overarching theme about whether or not she has a mental illness. She goes to a lot of doctors and psychiatrists. They have no idea what the fuck is going on. And I love that. And I think that could be explored a little bit more. And they, this would be an exorcist where the priests are actually the villains. So the mom is really trying to figure out what's going on with her daughter. Why is she acting this way? Maybe she's a student at a Catholic school, let's say. And then she uh, starts experiencing all these horrible night terrors. Things get horrible. And then they find out it's because this awful priest is like abusing her. I know I went dark. I'm sorry. No, it's a I dark actually, room. I, not but... quite the same way that you did, yeah. but I definitely yeah. went dark as well. Okay, yeah. Now, um, what I wanted to do is actually, like you were saying, is like keep it kind of a little bit more of like the end of Inception where you're not sure right. if it is actually if a possession or not. Right. Lean into that a little bit more. Exactly. Because that is definitely the first part of that movie yeah. of them decide, you know, going to doctors and getting her brain scanned. They and, think she has like a, a lesion in a, her brain or and they have to yeah. do a spinal tap. It's pretty horrifying. Uh, and then you can actually even work in something about there have been conversations about like mental patients that think they're possessed that it's actually like a lesion in their brain or a tumor or something like that and really lean harder into that right so you're not even entirely sure once the priest shows up if they're at if this person is actually actually possessed possessed, exactly so that's my take on it the mom is going to be the hero in it she finds out what's going on with the priest she kicks their ass and they fall out the window because mom shoots them down now i'm definitely going to keep it kind of open-ended but also i'm going to make it a little bit more almost dreamscape kind of approach to the actual exorcism scenes where you're not really sure that there's going to be bends in reality for the priests uh-huh. on, on whether you're not really sure whose perspective you're looking at. Ooh, and, I like that. And uh, whether or not this is actually happening or something that's happening within the, the, the mind the of sequence. one of the people in the movie. I like that. And, and play with the 
play with the perspective a little bit okay. in, in the scene. You know, uh, you're going to have like flashbacks to uh, Karis looking at his mother yeah. and seeing his mother in the room and stuff, like right. really kind of fill it out a little bit more where it looks like this could be a waking nightmare or almost like a uh, contagious psychosis that's happening in this room. So I that, like that because Karis is a really interesting character. He's kind of the main priest who kind of brings in the exorcist. Boxer. Former yeah. boxer turned priest. You know, right. that old story. <laughs> right. There is that one scene where he's like in the gym boxing. It's really Like Karis is this like brick shit house that wears gray uh, fucking... Uh, Georgetown sweatpants Sweat and all pants, this weird yeah. shit. But yeah, he's kind of wrestling with his grief of losing his mom. I like that. I yeah. like diving into that. That's so, good. So yeah, just so kind of... They're still good guys. Yeah, but. playing with the whole that they're they're dealing with their own personal hells while trying to save this little girl yes. from hers. Uh, really kind of dig into that a little bit like where it. everybody has their own possession. You know, that That, being kind that of was a, deep. Oh, we all, I didn't mean to get deep. This is supposed to be a joke yes, show. That's true. <laughs> but yeah, the, the, everybody dealing with their own possessions, yeah. and that's kind of like keeping it kind of open-ended uh, for the most part with with Reagan, whether or not this is actually, actually real or not. Yeah, I like it. Cool. So that that's the setup uh, for mine and, and yours. Now we go into the casting. Now, the we're going to go down our serious choices first, and then uh, and we're going to go over the director. That kind of sets the tone for our, uh, our version of it. And then uh, after that, we're going to go into our remix, which is the weird take. The one that probably will never get made on this one. So, But I wish it would. I want Maybe. to know <laughs> what director you're going to get to yep. do a Exorcist. Because William Friedkin, the original director, right. is he was the perfect choice for that style of film. He was. Like, and yeah. so how, how do you even like approach this? Do you do kind of a different approach to it do you do somebody can kind of like do a similar thing to it like what are you yeah so when i thought about diving deep into this kind of relationship between the mom and reagan i immediately thought of jennifer kent who did the babadook so really exploring that take i think she would kill that she would be amazing at that is that who you chose too Oh, I chose it. Jennifer Kent. We did not talk about this. <laughs> we did this. not. Yes. Holy she would be crap. so good, right? Don't, I mean, clearly, if both of us not, and nope. I swear to you, no. we did not talk about there this ahead none. of time. Nope. Exactly. But I'm um, more excited about seeing who we're casting for a Jennifer yes. Kent movie. But the fact that the She's two so of us good. as horror nerds yes. arrived. We were at, like, yep, Jennifer Kent. Because the, the, the safe bet for me was going to be uh, Fight Club, was going to be... Uh, yeah. What, what's his face? Uh, Fincher. Fincher. I was like, Fincher, yeah. Fincher. Fincher is the <laughs> safe choice because he's like the modern freakin. He's the hard to work with, goes really hard on his on his uh, actors and stuff, and he could totally do a good exorcist. Yeah. But damn. I was damn it. I thought it was going to be original <laughs> going with her. You thought you were going to best me, Hobbit. Yeah, I, I love did. it. I um, did. So I also thought about the guy. Who's the guy that did uh, Call Me By Your Name and did the new Suspiria, which was a fucking oh, behemoth movie. It's it, a amazing. heavy movie. If anybody hasn't seen the new Suspiria, it's available on Amazon yeah. Prime. So if you have a if you have a Prime subscription, it is a Victorian drape. And of if a movie. you don't, just make sure to go through guipodcast.com. <laughs> In the upper right hand corner, we have a link. You sign up for Prime, and we get credit for it. So <laughs> nicely done. But yeah, so back to yeah. the uh, episode. Yeah. <laughs> but he did in Suspiria. There's like this weird subplot of Nazi Germany happening. So I thought about what would that don't be like. Don't hold your hand like that when you say <laughs> Nazi Germany. That's not. Fair. Not okay. I'm sorry. Yeah. But um, but what would that be like in Georgetown in D.C.? Like, there's so much fucked up shit going on in D.C., so I wondered what he might do to to talk, to dive into that, but Jennifer yeah. Kent was a no-brainer for me. That was yeah. that was kind of, especially with me going kind of dream sequence and not really knowing what's real and what's fake. Yeah, because that's that kind of like the Babadook. It's kind of very in Babadook territory, for sure. When I was uh, actually researching Jennifer Kent, because I haven't seen, she has a movie out called Nightingale, which I have not seen. That's about 18th uh, century Nightingale Australia. and also uh, Monster. Not the, yeah. the Oscar award-winning movie Oscar uh, Monster, but another one. Uh, that called monster that I have not checked yeah, out as well. Yeah, but when I was when I was doing some research on that, William Friedkin, of all people, said that that movie scared the shit out of him and that he loved Jennifer Kent. So I love the fact that he would like give his blessing, to Jennifer Kent, That's like amazing. literally his blessing for The Exorcist. That's fantastic. <laughs> I'm so excited that we chose the same director. Yeah. I'm excited also to see kind of how we go from here. Who did you on, cast on the casting? Yep. So the first one up is the mom. Uh-huh. I want to kind of hit the mom. Ellen uh, Chris, Kirsten. Chris McNeil is the uh, the name of the character. Yeah. 
Yeah. Mm-hmm. And uh, so who do you have for your, your serious, your real choice for Chris McNeil? So I went with Julia Stiles because wow, okay. I love Julia Stiles and she was just in Hustlers and I feel like she's kind of going back, getting a little bit of a getting comeback. Getting back in. She's, she's um, not doing the, the dance, <laughs> yes. dance moves anymore. <laughs> Safe last dance, right? I love that movie. But um, yeah, I think Julia Stiles could be a good maternal Slash kick-ass mom. Okay, and everybody knows Julia Stiles. Like, if you don't know her work, then why, why are you listening to a movie podcast? Right. Um, that's, it's Julia Stiles. <laughs> Ten yeah. things I hate about you. Come on. <laughs> I wrestled a lot with the mom, and that actually informed the daughter as well for Reagan. Same like, here. I, okay. Yeah. Yep. Um, I wanted something that you could kind of see some, some variation of the character in the child as well. And... Uh, and I went back and forth, and I went through a number of different... Like, I was thinking Anne Hathaway for a minute. Uh-huh. And uh, now, granted, this is Jennifer Kent. I decided to go with an incredible actress that was known for... Uh, she was uh, in Suicide Squad. Uh, not that she was stoked about that. The Help and How to Get Away with Murder, Viola Davis. Ooh, I like that. As, uh, as the mom. She is wonderful. She's incredible. She's awesome. She's got incredible range. Uh, she's powerful in the scene she's in yes and uh the way i want to kind of play the mom is more like not negligent to the kid uh-huh. but incredibly focused on her acting career okay it's kind of aloof to what's going on with kind her of aloof for the most part so there's a lot of stuff happening before she even recognizes it more so gotcha. than in the original as i well. like that yeah and then viola days would be like oh my god what is happening with my kid yeah and she would get all into it i like yeah. that yeah yeah so cool. that, that's my uh, Chris McNeil for uh, now going into the priests. That's okay. the uh, Father Marin is the yes. next one that I have. I'm sure you got that on yep. your list. Yeah. Who do you have for your Father Marin? So Father Marin, if you don't remember, is the guy at the beginning of the movie who is in Iraq. He finds the spooky artifacts. Spooky then... artifacts is my favorite. <laughs> spooky artifacts is the name of my Bauhaus covered band. Yes. Uh, that's yeah. fantastic. Um, and then they call him in. He is the exorcist. So in my movie... He is the guy in the photo with yes, the hat. That I, yep, in like, the poster. That's him. Yeah. Yeah, that's... Uh, so my father, Marin, would be played by the incomparable Ed Harris. Uh, you know, that is somebody I thought about for that one yeah. as well. That's a really solid yeah, choice. Yeah, I think he would bring a lot of uh, goodness to that character. If you can deal with Cronenberg, you can deal with anyone. That's so right. he's done yes. Cronenberg. Uh, he did uh, History of Violence. Yes. Um, he, he has was, such a good range and he would, he would, yeah, he'd he would be a great choice. What I love about Ed Harris is he's one guy that can do- both go the like super nice guy and also the incredibly intimidating, super mean, exactly. terrible so guy. So he, in my exorcist, is like the abusive priest. So he's the one that is doing a whole bunch of horrible shit to Reagan. That's Ed Harris. Absolutely. Yeah, Being like, that's what no, I think of fuck him. you, kid. We got, <laughs> we got to get the devil out of you whether you survive or not. <laughs> like, or not. If I don't survive, what's the point of <laughs> fuck you? <laughs> fuck you, kid. You're reading. You got it. You get my vision. I love it. I was exercising demons when you were just the, the sperm in your daddy's balls. <laughs> fuck you, kid. Oh, that's good. Um, I went uh, incomparable actor as well. Uh, this is an in- a really important role in this movie. That's the like... It is, yeah. Will not fuck around, has no time no, for pleasantries. No. This is the, yeah, the, the he com- guy. He comes in to do the exorcist and the guy's like, let me give you some background story. And he's like, no, I'm ready. Let's go. Get me my Bible. No, fuck give you. me all let this me, shit. Let me, We're ready for this. Let me fucking arm wrestle Satan. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so for Father Marin, I went with one of my personal favorite from underappreciated film, The Puppet Masters. He was in that. He was also the... Uh, the Grandfather and Beer Fest. We're talking yes! Donald Sutherland. Yes, I love yes. that. And Beer Fest is one of my favorite movies ever. Donald Thank you for Sutherland. That. Yes. Incomparable. He would be a great Father Incredible Marin. range, can be lovable and also yeah. nightmarishly intimidating at the same time. And Absolutely. you need that. Absolutely. Yeah. Yes. So I love that choice. Hell yeah. You know, real quick, um, Gabriel Byrne, he just like is that part. Like he just looks like a priest no, in yeah. general. He didn't make any of my list. I don't know if he's on yours, but like he should be in there somewhere. I don't know. <laughs> just like in a cameo. <laughs> he just looks like a priest. Like yeah. the bed he's is like floating. Priest, he's priest like, number six. Oh, it's a me. Yeah. And then he just pops right back out. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> okay, so, yeah. cool. Who's next? Uh, next up is uh, Father Karras. Yeah, Father Karras. The, uh, the Italian boxer turned priest. That old... <laughs> Fucking trope. He's Father Rocky. 
Yeah, Father Rocky, yeah. <laughs> he's, he's getting stronger exactly. with Jesus. Um, so in my Jennifer Kent uh, exorcist, I don't know if he is um, too skinny for this part, but I went with Killian Murphy. Because I imagine um, Father Karras in the original is, is Greek or Italian, but in this version, he's Irish as fuck. He's Okay, well, he's Italian, I think, in the original. Yeah. Right. So you went Irish. I just went completely out. Yeah. So exactly. he's just wasted the Irish whole time. Because Irish people are Catholic. So yeah, exactly. Yeah, just super wasted. <laughs> that like, is actually. I didn't think about that, but that fits my narrative so well. The he's power alcoholic. of Christ compels yes, you. He knows that Father Merritt is doing fucked up shit, but he's too drunk to do anything about it. So he's like sitting in the chair in the back, being like, "Ah, oh, well, shit." And I just think he's really pretty, so I wanted him to be in the movie. That's all. <laughs> oh fuck! That's part of the reason why I casted my Father Karras as oh, well. Perfect. He's like a pretty yeah. man. This is got? not, I don't believe he's Italian, but he's got that, that, that vague like ethnicity where, where he can play he like mm-hmm. Spanish, Italian, uh, Sp- like, like yeah. South American, like Brazilian, whatever, like kind of all over the place. Amazing actor that you might know from his time as Poe Dameron in the Star Wars universe. <laughs> Oscar Isaac as uh, Father Oh, Karras. nice. Yes. Yeah. Yeah, Oscar Isaac is a pretty man as well. Uh, he's on the brain because I just <laughs> recently watched uh, with my girlfriend a movie called Life Itself where he plays this like really needy boyfriend turned fiance like husband and then like oh my God, his wife gets right pregnant and gets hit by a bus and then he shoots himself. It, so it's Oh, that's fun. It, it's a rom-com. <laughs> yeah. um, we thought it was a rom-com. We turned it on and we're just like, this is bleak. This that's is a, so bleak. That's a fantastic choice for Karis. I like that a yeah, lot. Yeah, Karis. I think he's got very dynamic and range. And you're so right. He could be from pretty much anywhere. Anywhere, like that. Yeah. yeah. Cool. I mean, he uh, played an Egyptian old mutant in uh, Age of Apocalypse. Not that he likes <laughs> to talk about that because that movie sucks. <laughs> Thanks for reminding him. Yeah. <laughs> now, uh, one that I have, I don't know if you have this one. I've got uh, William Kinderman, the uh, Yeah, the detective. lieutenant. Yeah, yeah the, the lieutenant. detective. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> He's funny because he just kind of shows up and like someone falls down the stairs and he's like, oh, I should investigate this. And then he's just around, but doesn't I, really serve a huge purpose in the overall. I was uh, trying plot. to figure out how to explain this character and I went with Grumpy Bear. He is a grumpy bear. Because he he's is. like, you want to hug him. He's so adorable, <laughs> but also he's re- kind of grumpy also. He's a curmudgeon for sure. He's a curmudgeon, but he's like that lovable curmudgeon he where you're is. like, I like you. He is, and he is asking um, the priest, he's like, I have tickets to the movies. Do you want to go with me? Like, he totally says that. Oh yeah, he's yeah. into it. He's, he's like, hey, it. hey father, like, can we be, be my best friend, friends? Please. Please, yes. I don't have any best friends. <laughs> exactly. I need best friends. Can I have okay. a priest yep, as a best yep, friend? Yep. So, um, Kinderman, I just brought this guy into it because, first of all, he's fucking awesome. Secondly, I'm going to kind of reprise his role from, like, American Psycho when he was the detective in that movie. So, I'm talking about yeah. Willem Dafoe. That's Willem so Dafoe. good. So he's good. He's the best cop. Oh, like, my God. Yeah. That's fantastic. I love him. Oh, yeah. yeah. And just, he has such a big mouth. Like, yes. physically big mouth. It's just a the large mouth. I'm pretty sure he can unhinge his jaw and just eat lesser actors. Just like <laughs> consume them for their power, I think. That's how he got to where he is now. Yeah, yeah I exactly. Think so. <laughs> oh, Willem Dafoe. I, like, I want to cast him in everything. I, that's what I went. Yeah, exactly. Like, that's anytime why I went with that him. we do a, uh, uh, this is inside baseball on Smack My Pitch Up. Anytime there's a child's role, I'm like, <laughs> what are the Stranger Things kids doing? Like, that's the first. <laughs> right. That's also with the like the wild older gentleman in anything. I'm like, uh, what? He could he be doing? in literally anything, and it would be good. Uh, for my who's your uh, Kinderman? Kinderman for Kinderman. I, I I wanted Grumpy Bear. That's what I went with, and I decided to go with America's Dad, Mr. John Goodman. Oh, yeah, I love John Goodman. Because yes. you can see him being like, I have tickets to the. the, the <laughs> yeah. Like, like you want to come get brunch with me? Hey, yeah. father, do you want to go to a show with me? And the father would be like, I'm good. And was like, Yeah, cool. Well, you know, but we should definitely hang out sometime. That is a fantastic. Grab choice. a very reasonably be reasonably priced beer at a local dive yes, bar. Yes, yeah. I like that so much. So yeah, I mean, John Goodman. He, I did not know how much range this man had oh, until yeah. until recent years when he uh, when he was in Oh Brother Where Art Thou as the Cyclops uh-huh. and killed the shit out of it. And then also, uh, what's the other Cohen thing that he was uh, the uh, he was the neighbor in the hotel that uh, I'm I'm going to the audience, audience. here. Audience, um, Cohen Brothers movies go. 
Yeah, where there was the writer that was coming up with a script about the wrestler, and he was the neighbor that was psychopath, and nobody. No. <laughs> Bueller. Bueller. No? Okay. Well, I'm going to hear about I'm that. I'm sorry. I couldn't help you, buddy. No, I'm going to hear about that um, on the internet later. It's fine. My favorite Goodman um, role in horror is in arachnophobia. When he's the exterminator, I love him. And he has this like tuba um, music that follows yeah, him, which yeah. is so great. So great choice. John Goodman is just so deeply lovable, but he, he can is. also play grumpy. Oh, yeah. As well. Yeah. Like if you haven't seen Alpha House, uh, I think that's I on not. Amazon. Uh, he plays a politician. And nice. uh, talk about grumpy. Do what? Barton Fink. That's Bart- what it is. Oh, Barton Fink. Nice. Yes. Thank Barton you. Fink. Barton Fink. Yes. Is, him being the weird psychopath, apart uh, like hotel room neighbor, it, it's nice incredible. Nice assist from the audience. Yes, I love it. I love it. That's why I like an Thank audience you. because I can't remember anything. <laughs> Your so. guess is worthless. Sorry. No, I'm just kidding. Uh, do you have a Burke? I do. Um, thank you for. I wasn't sure if you were going to include him or not. I but was thinking Burke is Burke isn't a majorly important character, no, but I but feel he, like there's turns in the story that he needs to be there. He's for. the reason why Kinderman shows up because yeah. he dies. He falls yeah, down the stairs, exactly. and then Kinderman shows up. So he in the movie he's a director. That's yep. why because Chris McNeil is the actress, yep. and Burke is the director. So Burke comes and babysits Reagan. Um, and then she fucking kills him and throws him down the stairs. So I'm so glad you brought him up. But he's also a really wacky character in the movie. If you go back and watch it, there's this scene. Remember the party scene where Reagan pees on the floor? Um, yes. He's in that scene, and he is so hammered drunk. And there's this weird dialogue between him and this um, servant guy named Carl that is employed by Chris. And he's like, you're a Nazi, Carl. Ha, ha, ha. I'm so drunk. And you're like, what is going on? So because of that goofiness, I went with Sasha Baron Cohen. Oh, okay. Yeah. No, I see that. I see that. Because he's like just this weird kooky dude. Now, I'm not that into Sasha Baron Cohen, yeah. but yeah. I've also seen him in uh, like Sweeney Todd. He was killer. Yes. He was fantastic. He underplayed a little bit in Talladega Nights. Like oh, I, that he, yes. he undersold his comedic genius. He does. Uh, Bruno is trash. Yeah, Bruno uh, is trash. Uh, but, but but have you watched Who is America? It's fantastic. No, I've heard it's fantastic. It's really cringe, but yeah. fantastic. Um, so yeah, he's my Burke. Okay. Uh, my Burke, I wanted to go with somebody that could be a director. Someone yes, with an gravitas that would speak like they were from the theater. <laughs> that would absolutely come off as pretentious anytime <laughs> they spoke and uh also somebody that would be able to play drunk real well yeah because that's an important scene <laughs> and uh what one of my favorite actors of all time i went with john malkovich oh i thought about john as, malkovich uh, for this yeah. role i'm so happy you picked that yes absolutely. i think i googled like offbeat actors <laughs> and he came up i'm yeah. just I'm just he think- would be so great. Oh, yeah. he would be fantastic. I'm just thinking of like like uh like being John Malkovich, like in my head, and <laughs> just being drunk, be like, I just you know what, fuck it, he's a Nazi, fuck it, I'm <laughs> yes, out. Yes, yes, I just- love that choice. That's great. John Malkovich, he just needs to get all the roles ever. So yes, and I don't think he's like in that Jeff Goldblum level where don't even give him a script. No, he would just like, walk in and be you, like, yes. You give him like one or two notes for the scene and just be like, and there you go. <laughs> and go. <laughs> That's fine. Action. And just let him go. Yes. He's like, I'm John. Gift him Nyan his money. Like, just, just let him just do he the thing. He would play himself. He'd just be like, I'm John Malkovich. <laughs> I, I am John. That's, that's the whole scene is the whole time. is like, I'm John Malkovich. John. And you're not. Yeah. We're rolling. I don't give a shit. I'm John Malkovich. Have you seen Bing? I have a movie named after me. Do you know who I am? This is like super That's a perfect shitty. choice for Burke. I love that. Uh, uh, do you have anybody besides Reagan on your yes. radar? Who do you have? Father Dyer. Father Dyer, the initial priest that comes in and like gets them connected with everybody exactly. else. Exactly. He's yeah. a, he's the attendee, uh, an attendee of the party, and he's like, yeah, he's like, Father Karras is our psychiatric priest. You should go hit him up. And he's playing the piano, and then she comes in and pisses on the floor. Yeah, I do not have a Father Dyer. Okay. Who do you have for your Father Dyer? Uh, I, I, I went with Patrick Wilson because... He's Ooh, a, solid. He's solid, just yeah. a horror gem. Like, he is a horror force. He's in all sorts of good horror movies. Patrick Wilson, you may know from one episode of Girls. Yeah. <laughs> uh, 
that's Lena it. Dunham, no, Lena that's Dunham had sex it. with like, him, and that's it. He's never done anything. He definitely didn't play the Warrens, uh, <laughs> the, one of the Warrens at all. Um, yeah, and he was just in, in the Tall Grass. So I just watched that over the weekend. Is that good? I I liked it. Okay. It, it doesn't wrap up very well, but I enjoyed it. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Oh, so like most Stephen King books. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, There's just exactly. no clear yeah. like direction of this. Um, but oh, I also had someone for Sharon. Okay. Sharon. Yep. Yeah. So Sharon is the tutor and or nanny character. It's the it's the other lady. The other lady. Exactly. Um, And for my Sharon, I just I think I just like was scrolling through Instagram and saw her and I love her is Zendaya. Oh, Zendaya's great. Yes, she's great. She's She's fantastic. fantastic. So I was like, yeah, she could be in it. Yep, love her. She's I thought you'd be like Chloe Kardashian. <laughs> uh, I'm scrolling through. Anytime I hear I was scrolling through Instagram, I expect you just like, immediately go for a Kardashian, sh- like a Kardashian or something. Yeah. Yes. Right. Exactly. No, she's great. She's she's an upcoming actress. She's done a solid job in everything she's been in. Yeah, so she's fantastic. Sharon's like this twenty-something-ish character that's like a college student. So I went with her. Okay. Now we get to the hard part. Yeah. Reagan. 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 So th- this is supposed to be with like 12-year-old kid? She's 12 in the movie, yeah. 12 in the movie. Um, and so an actress that can portray that level of fuckitude <laughs> that happened in the original. Now, first off, I don't know if they'd be able to do this much with a 12-year-old actress. Right, now. Um, yeah, now. that's a really good point. That's really tough to do. How do you even translate that into modern times? Which, uh, honestly, I think you have to suggest it. Almost like Toby Hooper did in Texas Chainsaw, where you kind of like allude to without actually showing it, right? And let let the crowd kind of think that it was there the whole time, kind of approach. But Reagan, that's tough. Like I don't, I don't. I, I'm sorry, my fault. I don't pay attention to like 12 year old actresses. <laughs> uh, that's not my my mo. I think. <laughs> By the way, there's one day I pulled a middle school for this. Episode. I'm going to be pulled into my into my boss's office at work, and they'll be like. Uh, we've seen you've been Googling 12-year-old <laughs> actresses on Google. Uh, what's up? Dude, what's going on? Tell what's us now. Up? Just tell us now. We'll take care of it. We'll yeah, cover it up. Yeah. What's up, man? Exactly. So um, I, I, yeah. I found a choice. Uh, and uh, what, what, what's yours for Reagan? Yeah, so I freaking loved this girl in Hereditary. Millie Shapiro. Okay. She has the most interesting look ever. And I just think that like she could She's really got her head in the game. She has her head in the game. (laughs) Exactly. No, but I think she's she's actually (laughs) seventeen. Um so in my exorcist she might be an eighth grader, ninth grader. Okay. Um but yeah, Millie Shapiro. I think she could do so much fucking cool shit with makeup and all that stuff. Yeah. Now uh Viola Davis as the mom. Yep. Uh, so I wanted uh, an actress that could look like seem like the daughter of, and uh, and I, again I don't keep track, but I, I had to do a lot of work, and then it reminded me of a film called Wonder. Oh yeah, I did not that see Wonder, amazing, but I know what you're talking about. Yeah, amazing. And there's a little actress in that film that plays Summer. Awesome. In that, by the name of uh, Millie Davis. Okay. And she's been in a million other like TV show stuff and been a, in a bunch of other stuff. She's an up and comer, and she's killer in Wonder. Nice. Um, I, I think uh, with uh, Viola being the mom, I think she would be a good she would choice. She would be a good complimentary choice. It would like be it. a stretch. She's a newcomer to it as well, but on the same end, this is Jennifer Kent. Well, so was so was uh, Linda Linda Blair, right? Yeah, she Linda Blair was, yeah. and also Jennifer Kent. She yeah, only, she always casts kind of no ones. Well, because she's been yeah. a no one for a minute. Yeah, exactly. And she, she's got one major movie that everybody knows about. Right. So exactly. Yep. Give it up, you know, like yeah. give it to a new actress. So we got a couple of Millies. Both of us chose a Some Millie. Millies, yeah. yeah. Silly Millie. Apparently, apparently <laughs> that's the new Susan is uh, Millie. Millie. Yeah. The, Millie Bobby Brown. The Z generation or whatever the hell they're calling it. <laughs> that's the Millies. That's going to, in in like 40 years, that's going to be a Karen. <laughs> it's, a, it's like, thanks a lot for just making your shopping basket go down the main aisle of a, a parking lot, Millie. Fucking Millie. <laughs> Fucking Millie. Nice. I like it. And you know, yeah. Linda Blair beat out 500 other actresses to get that role. Of hey, Reagan. you know what? No kid should be able to do what she did no. in Exorcist. <laughs> yeah, exactly. That is insane. So I get it. Cool. Now, I like this it. This is our turn into our rip, 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 remix. Wicka, wicka, what? 
This is where we get weird with it. This is where we get wild and weird with our choices for uh, for directing and for casting. I'm so for excited. The Exorcist. So this is not like who we think might actually work for The Exorcist. What if The Exorcist was uh, this way? You know, whether let, let's do it as a Spike Lee joint. You know, like, <laughs> like what, are, what are we going to do for The Exorcist? So uh, let's, the director always informs kind of the tone of the remix. So who do you have <laughs> for your I'm director? I'm going to name my director and say nothing else. So my director is Ben Stiller. Bet wow. Okay. <laughs> so zany. Maybe. Ben Stiller, best known for the Heartbreak Kid. That's <laughs> everybody knows him from the Heartbreak Kid. He did do Tropic Thunder. Tropic Thunder, Thunder. yeah. Yes. Which is incredible. It is. I love that movie. I do so too. Much. We just watched that recently. Yeah. Who's uh, your director? My director, I uh I made a choice. Uh which is gonna require me to sing, I think. <gasps> Uh, during this episode here, I casted uh, for the director, the director and also a theater dude from hell, uh, John Cameron Mitchell, the director <laughs> of Hedwig and the Angry Itch. Nice. For I a musical it. version yes! of The Exorcist. The Exorcist. <laughs> yes. That is going to be so good. Yes. Yes. So let I, Jesus I, fuck you. No, I just want to be like, your mother sucks cocks in hell. Yeah, yeah I just need that to happen. Yes, I point. love that. Can it be like a, I don't even want to take your thunder, but can it be like a live, like Fox or NBC version? Oh my God, can you imagine an <laughs> NBC live version of, of uh, The Exorcist? For a Sunday family night special. <laughs> I love that. That's great. I, I, you know what? If NBC gets edgy, <laughs> Their NBC streaming service over there go like yeah yes. li live exercise. Okay, cool. Go. I like where your head's at. Yeah. So here we go. So for your Chris, who do you have for your Ben Stiller? Okay, Chris? I I feel like I should explain why I chose Ben Stiller, and this is because it, this just popped into my head and then I couldn't get it out. So I'm <laughs> I'm calling this Gen Exorcist. <laughs> Thank you and good night. <laughs> I'll see myself out. I'll see myself out. No, but um, I just loved. So my Chris is Winona Ryder, and I had this thought. Solid. In my, like, okay. I had this thought in my brain that it was Reality Bites, and Winona Ryder is like, "We're all possessed, man. Like, who even cares that my kids like summoned by the devil? Like, you're possessed so by a demon. I'm possessed by student I'm debt. I'm possessed. Like, yeah. like we're all possessed. Like man. society, man. Who even cares? So. I just went for this very also, Gen X. I just want that to be the thing, and then there's just the liquid television MTV logo that yes, pops across the screen. Exactly. So this is Gen Exorcist made in 1995, directed by Ben Stiller. Gen Exorcist needs to be a porn. <laughs> it's, just, it's people in Dinosaur Junior t-shirts having sex. Yes. Like, <laughs> They're at a pavement concert. <laughs> yeah, right. yeah, I'm into it. All right, cool. Yeah, so Winona Ryder is like, I like your flannel colors, man. Yeah. <laughs> your mother's scalps Pearl Jam tickets in hell. hell. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Um, who is your musical leading lady for My Chris? musical leading lady, uh, you may know her and love her for a number of different films, but she's also done some musical stuff. I think she was in, uh, I believe it was Into the Woods. Has, okay. has a beautiful voice that she's underappreciated for and also is stunning. Uh, we're talking Emily Blunt. Oh, yeah. Emily Blunt, everyone's favorite sweetheart. She's, she is. She's a stone-cold fox and also a <laughs> strong, independent woman that will not fuck around. That's right. And I want the mom to be that sharp yes. kind of like... I did not know she has a great voice. I didn't know that. My kid might have a tumor. <laughs> like, oh no, it might be the devil. <laughs> Emily Blunt. This is the vaudeville version. Yeah, yeah, like, Perfect. <laughs> awesome. This is why I chose musical. Just yeah, so I could be like, song and dance. Satan. So, yeah, that's my Chris. Is, uh, nice. Emily Blunt, song cool. and dance lady. Uh, underappreciated voice. She's done some stuff in yeah. music. Uh, so. Father Marin is the next one on my list. Yep, so uh, sticking to the whole Reality Bites theme, I went with Ethan Hawke. Ethan Hawke, Ethan Hawke, yes. he's, oh, very, he's like You're brooding. going very oh, I went very, very hard. Reality yeah. Bites. Yes, uh, exactly. Yeah, yeah. Yep, so Ethan Hawke is 90s Marin. Seattle. <laughs> yes, this is not Exorcist. in D.C., it's in Seattle. Exactly. 
It's like I can see like a real world version of the <laughs> That's right. There's like, just cameramen around going like What's happening? It's like Reagan in the confessional being like, <laughs> I mean, all I want to do is bring an end to humanity and everybody's making it so <laughs> difficult. I don't even know anymore. That's right. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> Sold. Sold. I'm so there. Cash American. Advanced screening. I'm in. And then Puck comes in. It's like, Puck, you're not even in this movie. What are you doing? Everyone hates Puck. Everyone hates Puck. Yes. Th- there's, there's like half the crowd even recognizes that reference. <laughs> exactly. Uh, one of them ended up being congressman. So, <laughs> yeah. yeah. All right. Who's your father, Marin? Your uh, musical father, exorcist. A musical exorcist. I wanted like an older gentleman, but also one that was a song and dance man. Uh huh. That could skiddle do 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 like dance around he a scats. little bit. <laughs> he's he's a scat man, not the scat man. <laughs> That'd be a weird casting choice. <laughs> but I I wanted uh, someone who could. Uh, maybe uh, do some dancing on the on the on the dance Just floor at, of the a, bedroom. Yeah. Okay. Uh, and also maybe exercise some demons. <laughs> We're talking about Christopher Walken. Yes. Yes. That's such a great choice. Yes. Yes. <laughs> yeah, he's gonna walk in to the uh, to the room. <laughs> and exercise some demons. Yeah, that's that's gonna be the. There's a whole scene where he's preparing to do the exorcist, but he's like dancing around and recreating that uh, Fat Boy Slim video. It's, it's gonna be like the power of Christ compels Fat Boy Slim, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> and it comes out like a DJ booth comes out, and Fat Boy Slim's like, and then he's just like flying around the room, and then Reagan's like, "That's my line." <laughs> Fantastic. I'm not sure why I'm not in Hollywood right now making this happen. I have no idea I mean, either. I mean, I think you have a really undiscovered <laughs> lens right I, now. I think so. Yes. <laughs> so uh, next up, we got uh, Kinderman, uh, Lieutenant William Kinderman. Yeah, the, so uh, I, this has nothing to do with reality bites because it's the Gen Exorcist. I just had to throw in Jay and Silent Bob. So Lieutenant Kinderman has now become Jay and Silent Bob, just like around the scene. So just, like the, <laughs> the weird, like... <laughs> The word Cronenbergian combo monster of Jane, Simon, Bob, where yes. they become one person. They're going to solve the mystery. And there's, there's like four arms and four legs. It's like, we will solve this. Where's the weed? Exactly. <laughs> I'm, proud, you, I'm proud of you. Yeah, they just had to be in it. So Jane, Silent Bob. Well, also, they've got Jane, Silent Bob reboot coming out very yes. soon. So, I know. I'm so know, excited. Why not make them a Smoochie major boochies. character in an Exorcist remake? Yeah. They fit. Oh, a little thing. I don't know if you knew, but they actually released something on Pornhub. I did know. Uh, and that was an advertisement for James Silent Bob reboot where it's like a, a gay porn near, uh, that a pool boy shows up and it's Bob. Ooh. And he's like rubbing his pool stick. Nice. And then That's has to like sexy. rub lotion on, on, on Jay's butt. Okay. It's a, it's a whole situation. I will Google that immediately yeah, when I get yeah. home. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's Pornhub, yeah. Pornhub, what is Look this? it up on your work computer. I've never yeah. heard of it, yeah. yeah. <laughs> 12-year-old girls in Pornhub. That's what you're g- it's, recently it's a, Let me explain Pornhub. It's a hub. <laughs> porn. Yeah, that's for porn. Yeah, that's... That's like a spoken <laughs> word introduction. <laughs> oh, my God. I stretched and my top fell off. I guess I got to suck this. Oh, no. <laughs> I guess mother really did suck cocks in hell. Yeah, right. Your mother sucks cocks in hell. Let's go to hell to see mother sucking cocks. uh... Oh, God. All right. uh, So, Kinderman. Yeah. So, James, yeah, who's your Kinderman? Sorry. Back to to our regular scheduled program. Uh, Kinderman, yeah. Um, For my Kinderman, I wanted somebody that was like a chubby, lovable man that knew how to sing. Is it you? It's no, <laughs> no, it's not. I would. All right, who is it? Um, I went with a gentleman that knows how to sing karaoke in cars, Mr. James Corden. <laughs> yes, that's great. Yes. I love it. And he would just show up in his cop car, and like Reagan would get in, and they just have a montage of them singing. <laughs> yeah, right. They're, they're like playing, shake it off. That's shake his way. Him, him That's trying to advice. get the demons off. Like just shake the demons <laughs> off. Demons off. Uh oh. Because yeah. Satan's gonna play, 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 play. <laughs> like it. Yes. Exactly. James yeah. Corden's great. Also, del- I feel delightful. like he's in the new Cats uh, live action thing, so oh, he, he needs yeah. something to come back from after that. Yeah. So. 
Let's cast him an exorcist. Party. <laughs> so he doesn't ever have to think about that, like, horrifying... He needs to have an exorcism for being in Cats. The, 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 I feel like that is the most hedonistic thing that's ever been made, is that live-action Cats movie, but... <laughs> Satan! Da, 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 da. All right, so we're now down to Burke. <laughs> Burke is our choice Yes. Um, so Burke is played by the zany, the lovable, the you might have seen him in the movie Sahara and other um, underrated 90s gems, but he was part of the original Reality Bites crew, and that's Steve Zahn. Steve Zahn's so good. I love Steve Zahn. He doesn't get nearly enough credit. I love him in that thing you do. That's like my favorite oh Steve my God. Zahn. Oh, He's great. So, yeah, that's my Burke. Okay, fair enough. Uh, for my Burke... Because it is a uh, John Cameron Mitchell uh, yes. joint, joint, as they say, <laughs> and also he he did a lot of stuff in his productions. Yes, and I he has like, to compete with Lin Manuel uh, Miranda and all these other people. So you like, I thought heat. about Lin Manuel. Yeah. I did uh, playing the director because yes. that's fantastic. But no, I mean, I like let's get better. John Cameron Mitchell in the film. Let's get him as the director. Oh, nice! But yeah. because it's a musical, he's going to be doing that like narration where he's just like. I didn't realize that she could spider crawl down the stairs. <laughs> like, like that, like half singing kind of narration that like happens. Explaining things. It's like, like he's a minstrel. What I didn't know is that Reagan wasn't sick. <laughs> she was full of demons. She was full of demons. Uh, jazz hands. I like you know, it. Like, he's yeah. explaining things. He's keeping the narrative moving. <laughs> yes. I, th- I think that's the way to go here. So. Yeah. Cool. And uh, you, you have uh, two other parts that I don't have. Yeah, so. I actually, uh, for some reason, didn't put a Dyer in here, but I did put a Sharon. Uh, oh, and we didn't talk about Karis yet, but let's go with Sharon real quick. Oh, yeah, we um, didn't do Karis, yes. Sharon is Janine Garofalo, so she's, the, she's just smoking. She's, <laughs> she's just in the just kitchen smoking. smoking, and she's like, yeah, fucking Satan. <laughs> this, that's a fantastic. I yeah, we just that. had one of our, our Florida men show up in yeah. full fucking garb. <laughs> Marika. Uh, there's a reason why he's closing out the show. <laughs> Give it up for <laughs> Vermin, who's not even on stage yet, and diverting the attention. Everyone s- stick around for that. Yeah, love it. But yeah, Janine, Good luck, Janine, I don't have a tab, motherfucker. Janine Garofalo is there just chain-smoking. She's like, fucking Reagan, I hate kids in general, and you know, she just is over this bullshit. Well, Janine, oh, see, you're thinking 90s Janine. Janine, when yes. she... Janine, when she went to Air America, yeah. like cut her hair short and dyed it blonde, was just like I like that too. Super extremist Janine Garofalo is not <laughs> nearly as impressive as like nine. Romy and Michelle. Romy and Michelle. Yeah. Like Janine Garofalo, but that's my Janine. No, Janine Garofalo was my like my heart. It was her and Lori Petty in the nineties. I was like, if I could have a three-way between the chick from Romy and Michelle and Tank Girl. Oh man, yeah. sign me the fuck up. <laughs> That's just me exercising <laughs> for it. That's, yeah. So, Father Karras, we haven't covered that yet. Nope. Uh, so, in my exorcist. In your Ben Stiller. Yes, Ben joint. Stiller exorcist. Father Karras becomes Rabbi Karras, and he is played by Ben Stiller. No. Why? No, because because the only other time there's been an exorcism movie with a rabbi, it was motherfucking modest yahoo and you're gonna follow that with fucking ben stiller yes i am it wasn't a lot of thought it's just ben stiller's there so he's a rabbi (laughs) rabbi stiller yeah that's they're like fuck it let's get the jews in this exactly (laughs) right it takes a village to exercise those demons just in case we fail let's get a backup all right exactly this is a multi-faith show Okay. You know what? I appreciate that aspect of it. <laughs> or an absence of faith. No, I, I would love if there was a line. There's like Hindu behind that. There's like Scientologists That's in the like back being like, shit. I don't know. We're going to find out how clear they are. I don't fucking care. Like, just like, they're yeah. in the back just calling their lawyers, being like, am I going to be sued for this? Like, you get it. Yeah. Uh, for my Father Karras, I went with one of my favorites of all time, has done theater. Musical theater. 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 <laughs> uh, but he's also uh, been a prevalent person in film and TV. Uh-huh. And NBC's uh, The Exorcist. Um, <laughs> he, he played a uh, piece of shit that uh, is super problematic in this time uh, named Barney. We're talking Mr. Neil Patrick Harris. Oh, nice. Neil Patrick Harris. Yeah. Singing and dancing. 
He would be, yeah. He would close that shit down. I love it. Because that's a man that has a boxer's body right there. Is uh, Neil Patrick, <laughs> Neil Patrick Harris. Harris. Yeah, Neil Patrick yeah. Harris. <laughs> Got that string bean body, most known <laughs> for the body of a boxer. Yeah. You got to have stamina to exercise those demons. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Uh, finally, we got Reagan. Reagan. So uh, this is difficult, um, yes. especially for me. I was looking for a young lady that could do musical theater. Theater. So that was difficult. You really need to brush up on your middle school actresses. There are so many. <laughs> if I had a nickel <laughs> for every time I was told to brush up on middle school actresses, uh, um, so I would have one nickel. So. <laughs> I thought about just who is a 90s child actress. So, yeah. But a little bit cerebral, like she's intelligent. So I went with Mara Wilson, who I love. Who, Mara Wilson? Mara Wilson uh, from, from Matilda. Matilda, okay. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. She could be Reagan, but she would be like, this is why I'm possessed. So this is Pazuzu. Pazuzu's this guy. He's the demon of the wind. And she would like, explain the whole thing and know all about it. Demon of the wind? Is that what Nell was trying to say in, it, in that movie? Like, yes. I'm a demon on the wind. Demon on the wind. Demon on the wind. Yeah. 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 <laughs> Who's your Reagan? Uh, I went with an actress that you may have known from Into the Woods. Uh, she played Little Red Riding Hood Ooh. in Into the Woods. Adorable little lady that would be perfect for this in the musical version named Leela Crawford. I do not know Leela. Maybe I need to brush up on my 12-year-old. Well, actress. apparently you don't understand <laughs> the theater. theater. <laughs> Me, myself, I was born into theater, molded by it. You Some people are just chosen. <laughs> Some of us are just spectators. Yes, absolutely. Damn. So. Cool. <laughs> so that, that is our, uh, <laughs> our casting for both sides. Who's the this. songwriter for your musical exorcist? Oh, God. <laughs> Who's doing uh, the soundtrack? Fucking Ben Folds. I don't give a shit. <laughs> like, <laughs> I'm rocking, rocking the exorcism. <laughs> <laughs> Danny Elfman. Just I like, like Father just like did. Father Karras <laughs> yeah. did. That's great. <laughs> nice. Um, <laughs> let's get Sondheim in there. Uh, no. Um, yeah, so now we get to the point where we're doing mashups for the little uh, last part of this. So we want the crowd to yell out, what other film or TV uh, property would you love to see mashed up with The Exorcist? Anything. What film or <laughs> TV on? property would you love to see mashed up with The Exorcist? Mash? Nice. Exorcist in space, mash in the army. I like it. The crying game. Oh. I know Reagan. all there is Reagan to know has a about secret. the possession game. <laughs> Andy Griffith. Yeah. Exorcist in Mayberry. <laughs> See, Barney Fife being like, I only have one bullet and it's going to be for me. Like, just like. <laughs> <laughs> No, instead of oh, I love that. Instead of the priest jumping out at the end at the Andy Griffith version, it's just Barney Five being possessed by the demon and shooting himself in the face. Like that's <laughs> that's next week on Andy Griffith's show. <laughs> Bang! Yes. <Yeah. laughs> nice. Yeah. So we got uh, what, what are the other ones that we got? Uh, we've got Exorcism. Rushmore. Yeah, Rushmore. Rushmore. <laughs> I could. I, I can see that the uh, the teacher that uh, that he's obsessed with gets possessed by a demon. So when he sneaks into her house and is like, "Oh, my head hurts. My head is like bandaged, and you should definitely take care of me." She's like, "There is no Dana only Zool," and just like <laughs> eats a soul. Dana only Zool. And that's the end of the movie. <laughs> like, there's no there's no conclusion where like the cute Asian girl that he's been ignoring the whole time, like, do what? Bill Murray Bill is the priest. Obviously, the priest. Jason Schwartzman is in there somewhere for sure. Yeah. Jason Schwartzman, that's a Father Karras situation. Yeah, Father right. Karras is Jason Schwartzman. Bill Murray is the, the older priest. Colin Hanks is somehow... Colin Hanks is just... The, he's the lieutenant. The lieutenant. No, I think he's more the director. Oh, yeah, he's Yeah, Burke. he's more he's the director, Burke. yeah, for sure. He's <laughs> Burke, yeah. You got any more choices? Any, any, fuck you. <laughs> We're not doing Green Anchors. <laughs> Green Acres is the place to be. Possession is the life for me. No, we're not. <laughs> oh. <laughs> I'll possess you. <laughs> no. 
best nice. in show. The entire thing is improv. Where yeah. just the mothers start strolling around their p- demon-possessed daughters on the, on the floor. <laughs> like, she, she was possessed at eight. Like, all these other people were possessed in their, in their preteen years, but mine was possessed at eight. That's Catherine O'Hara is definitely the mom. Yeah, for yes, sure. for sure. Seinfeld. <laughs> the power of Christ compels you. you know, I'm glad you said Seinfeld because I think that's the excuse that's that Michael Richards out. said when he said all that stuff on stage at a stand-up show. <laughs> <laughs> I was possessed. I was possessed. I was possessed. <laughs> By a racist demon. A racist demon. <laughs> <laughs> I would love to see a Real Housewives version of The Exorcist. <laughs> repossessed? Did you say repossessed? No, already possessed. Oh, already. Because yeah. I wanted to talk about repossessed with Leslie Nielsen. Do you oh remember my God, that? Yes. Now, I love repossessed, but we all know that the best Leslie Nielsen is when he played the straight guy. <laughs> I, mean, I don't mean like the guy that likes ladies. I mean like the straight man. Um, where... Airplane, Air, yes. where he played it straight the entire time. He wasn't trying to. Goof. I am serious, and don't call me. Repossessed Shirley. when he was like doing the weird Leslie Nielsen like ooh face. It was he not was nearly as good. Yeah, yeah. but Linda Blair, Linda Blair came back, so that's fun. Yeah. All right, so at this point, we're gonna get into our final part of this episode, which is our trailers. So for our trailers, uh, what we do basically is pick which version of it we're gonna do a trailer of and fuck it up off the cuff. Uh, That's good. That's already what we've been doing. Yeah, yeah. So (laughs) go to GUIpodcast.com, subscribe to Smack My Pitch Up, listen to the other episodes we've done. All right. So here we go. Are you ready? I'm ready. Here's the music. In a world where reality bites, one demon emerges as the voice of a generation. Ben Stiller's The Gen Exorcist will possess your bodies and your hearts. Your head will be spinning from all of the sarcasm and self-deprecating humor from a lovable cast of Gen X misfits. Roger Ebert calls it unnecessary, and the New York Times says it's already forgotten all about it. We, we don't really care if you come see this movie, um, starring Winona Ryder and uh, some other people. Oh well, whatever, never mind. Well done, give it up, give it up for, for her version here. All right, so I'm going to do my musical version. Yes, I'm so excited. Um, and I have, I've not prepared anything for this, so it's going to be terrible. It's going to be so bad. So here we go. The uh, musical version of The Exorcist uh, from uh, John Cameron Mitchell. Here we go. This summer, you thought you knew your daughter. (laughs) But it takes a long road before you really understand the demons inside. (laughs) John Cameron Mitchell, known from Hedwig and the Angry Inch, brings you a new experience that will possess your heart. (laughs) Why? I got nothing else. That's all I got. <laughs> that's, that's where it needed to end. That was good. <laughs> Join John Cameron Mitchell as he gives you a new experience into The Exorcist. Starring Emily Blunt and Neil Patrick. People. There's people in this movie that are rap. So, yeah. That happened. (laughs) That right, that alone is going to seal me a deal as being a narrator for movies right there with that that classic. You painted a picture with words that I just have never thought before. (laughs) Absolutely. amazing. Let's give it up for Katie tonight for helping me out doing a a reboot and remake, our reimagining of The Exorcist. Uh, we try to get a new episode of Smack My Pitch Up every week out on uh, GUIPodcast.com. Look up Smack My Pitch Up and anywhere you get your podcast, whether it be Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, all that stuff, we're available. And uh, we're, we don't normally do live shows, but we're trying to do a few more. We've, this is the second show we've ever done live. 
So if you guys uh, subscribe, paying attention, telling your friends about it, we're going to do another one again. But for now, we are Smack My Pitch Up, and you just got pitch smacked. GUIPodcast.com Hey Geeks, I'm here to give you a little rundown on what's happening for the month of October with Geeks Under the Influence. On the 21st is our next Halloween edition of Fallout Trivia. The 24th of October is Crypt Tease with Burlesque Meow folks at the Firehouse Theater. Then on the 25th of October is Busky stand-up comedy with our buddy Carltron, the Carlton K, uh, doing the emceeing. And then the 28th of October, just a few days before Halloween, is another night of trivia with Geeks Under the Influence at Fallout. So come out to that and get your spooky on. I'm going to be in costume. You are more than welcome to do the same. And we'll see you at all our events. 